Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hitzer Sports Outdoor Patio Solutions Sports Weekly for another week of high school sports action. We'll be talking about the week that was, the week to come, and uh, also have Coach Randy Heisner from Belmont Cross Country Teams on tonight as well as our special guest. And uh, so enjoy the show. Those uh, things that I say, Randy says, and our guests are our own opinions and do not reflect the station or its employees and uh, so we'll take our first round of commercials and we'll be back after this Need a new barbecue grill? Visit Hitzer, 269 East Main Street in Bern for a complete line of grills and smokers. Hitzer features a Saver infrared gas grill with no flare-ups. Or looking to grill, smoke, or bake? The most versatile smoker in the United States is the Big Green Egg. Or check out our complete line of pellet grill smokers. Hitzer also features the Elite Ice Chest Pelican Cooler, which keeps ice for up to 10 days. Hitzer, your barbecue experts located in Bern. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. See Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North in Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Even though we print worldwide, we are most proud of you, our friends, neighbors, and associates that make Mind's Eye Graphics a world leader in screen printing and embroidery. Hi, this is Greg Kitson, and on behalf of our staff and myself, I want to say thank you for making Decatur and Adams County a great community to live and work. Please think of us at Mind's Eye, 1019 West Commerce Drive, for all your screen printing and embroidery needs. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Another groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital. Your medical story at your fingertips. You can communicate with your doctor, manage your appointments, request prescription refills, access your test results, and view your doctor's comments. To sign up for my chart, ask your doctor or patient registration at Adams Memorial Hospital. For more information, go to adams.mychartcc.com. Welcome back to Hitzer Stoves, Fireplaces, and Patio Solutions. Randy Fudge here, along with Michael Sprunger. Hey, good evening, Randy. How you doing tonight? I'm I'm doing grand. That's fantastic. It's a beautiful evening. Um, I have to say grand because I have my Ireland shirt on tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, you look kind of Irish. Thanks. Is there a special occasion or just because? No, I just saw it in the closet this morning. I thought, you know what, I'm going to wear that shirt today. All right. So. Looking a little Irish. If you Thanks. see him, give him a kiss, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome now to our Adams Memorial Hospital Week in Review on Wednesday, September 2nd in girls' soccer. There was a Belmont – sorry, that game was canceled. Excuse me. We'll go to volleyball. It was You Marion. doing okay over there? <laughs> I think so. In volleyball, it was Marion 3, Bluffton 1. 27-25, tw- 25-18, 18-26, 25-16. Also in volleyball, it was Norwell 3, Wayne 0, 25-4, 25-23, 25-14. Here's that girls' soccer game now, Michael. It was Belmont and Concordia playing to a 1-1 tie. In boys' tennis, it was Concordia 4, Adam Central 1. Thursday, September 3rd, girls' golf. Adam Central 45, Blackhawk 0. The only girl that participated for both teams was Mary Jones from Adam Central. And that's she shot a 45. Awesome. That's a good score. Yeah. That's better than anything I could. She, she needs to recruit some teammates for her school. It's, that would, yeah, that would make things interesting, wouldn't it? Heritage 183, Bluffton 200. Belmont won a close match against DeKalb, 197 to 201. It was Norwell losing a match to Huntington North, 178-188. And it was Southern Wells, 205, Woodland, 231, South Adams, 237. 
In volleyball action, it was Adam Central 3, Bishop Lures 1, 25-19, 18-25, 25-17, 25-16. Belmont 3, Snyder 0, 25-21, 25-21, 25-17. South Adams 3, Norwell 0, 25-11, 25-15, 25-23. In boys tennis, it was Adam Central 4, Canterbury 1. East Noble 3, Belmont 2, and Norwell 3, Columbus City 2. Boys soccer, it was Belmont 3, Wayne 1. In girls golf, it was East Noble 190, Norwell 247. Monday, September, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, September the 5th, Adam Central participated in the West Noble Invitational. The girls team picked up a fourth place, and Bluffton finished in fifth. In girls golf, there were several different invitations that were taking place. Adam Central, Belmont, Southern Wells, and Norwell were all at the Marion Invite, and Adam Central finished with a 188. The girls division, Norwell finished in fourth place, while Belmont finished in tenth place. Belmont participated in volleyball at the Carroll Try. It was Belmont 3, Elwood 0, 25-12, 25-16. And Marion, excuse me, Belmont, yeah, excuse me, it was Munster 3, Belmont 0, 25 25-19, 25-13, 25-12. On Monday, Labor Day, there was no competitions. Tuesday, September 8th, boys tennis, Adams Central 4, South Adams 1, Bluffton 5, Wabash 0, Leo 3, Belmont 2. In girls golf, it was Garrett 198, Woodland 252, and Adam Central's score was incomplete because Mary Jones is their only golfer, but she shot a 48, Michael, so she's been in the 40s several times. Bluffton 189, Blackhawk 244, Belmont 191, East Noble 199, Norwell 197, and Columbia City won that match 187. In volleyball last night, it was Heritage 3, Adam Central 0, 25-11, 25-22, 25-14. Bluffton 3, Jay County 2, 24-26, 21-25. So they're down 0-2, right? Yeah. And they come storming back and win games 25-17, 25-13, 25-15-12. Belmont 3, Homestead 0, 26-24, 25-19, 25-19. South Adams 3, Southern Wells 0. 25-8, 25-8, Norwell 3, Dwinger 0, 25-12, 25-10, 25-10. In boys soccer, it was Huntington North 3, Belmont 0. In girls soccer, it was Belmont 3, Huntington North 0, and South Adams 6, New Haven 0. In our football action last Friday night, in Friday Night Lights action in the ACAC, it was Adam Central traveling down near Newcastle. And picking up a 41-0 victory over Ooh, Try. Yeah. So uh, I talked to Coach Mosier. Uh, I got a, an email from him, and uh, he said they played a lot better than they did the week before against Eastside. Well, that's good to hear. Should make for uh, a good matchup this uh, Friday night. In a game we thought was going to be relatively close, turned out to be nothing but. It was South Adams 60, Bluffton 7. 60. They hung 60 on them. Was it 60 or 70? 60. Okay. 62-7. But there's a score coming up here that's going to bring shock to your eyes. All right. I'm waiting for it. Well, here's, the one, it. here's the one that brought some <laughs> shock to you. Heritage 26, Woodland 19. Yeah, I was surprised. We talked about that earlier today that I guess I would, I don't know, thought Woodland was better yeah, or would be better. But in Heritage, that was their first win of the year, and Woodland's still winless on their season. Seeger 41 against the other winless team in the conference, Jay County 0. In the NE8, it was Columbia City 47, Belmont 6, East Noble 28, Huntington North 21. That would have been a good That's game a, to watch. Right. That, that kind of surprisingly close. I would say East Noble's up there as a favorite for the NE8 championship. Well, they're ranked number two in the state. Yeah. I mean, it's probably either them or Leo. Huntington North must have something. They did something right that night. New Haven 32, Pioneer 28. Yeah, 
that I thought New Haven Pioneer would win. I mean, Pioneer beat Chesterson the week before, and uh, so I was kind of surprised to see that uh, New Haven came off with a win. But Pioneer taking on a four A school. Well, I think Chesterson was five. Five A. Yeah. Well, so, but hey, just playing, the size doesn't always, size doesn't always matter. Of no, course. no, it doesn't. Leo seventeen, Norwell zero, and in the SAC, getting their first victory of the year, the Snyder Panthers twenty seven, Concordia zero. They didn't go zero and three. <laughs> yeah. Wayne forty two, Northrop thirty three. That was a bit of an upset, right? Bishop Langer thirty three, Southside thirteen. Homestead 38, Bishop Fleur's 13, and here's the one, the eye catcher. How would you like to score 48 points and lose? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty tough one to hang your hang your hat on, isn't it? Northside scored 48 and lost to Carroll, who scored, are you ready for this, 76. Yeah, 76. That's a crazy that's a amount. a lot of points in a high school game. I don't think there was much defense. In the NECC, it was Fairfield 32, Central Noble 6. Cherbusco 44, Garrett 14, Lakeland 27, Prairie Heights 13, Antwerp, Ohio 25, Fremont 14, Eastside 34, West Noble 0, and Angola did not play. That is the Woodcrest Week in Review. We'll be back with Michael Sprunger and the, I'm sorry, that was the Adams Memorial Hospital Week in Review, and we'll be back with Michael Sprunger and the Woodcrest week in preview right after these commercial messages. We're here at Craigville Appliance. If your old lawnmower is just tired, come into Craigville Appliance and check out our Ferris zero-turn lawnmowers with four-wheel independent suspension. If you want to mow your yard and you don't want to feel like you just got your butt kicked after you're finished, come into Craigville Appliance. We've got demos you can try out in the backyard. If your weeds are growing up and everything just needs trimmed and you need some handheld equipment, we have the Husqvarna line. Weed whips, chainsaws, blowers. We got it covered here at Craigville Appliance. Come in and check us on web at cappliance.com. It's season cat, meow, appliance.com. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. At Decatur Hardware and Rental, we have the power tools and equipment to make quick work of summer projects. Spruce up the lawn, use our lawn roller, aerator, fertilizer spreader or sprayer, thatcher and overseeder. For larger products, we run a tractor with backhoe, grader box or tiller, skid loader, stump grinder, post hole augers and trenchers. If it's time to paint the house, we have pressure washers, ladders, scaffolding, and paint sprayers. Your local hardware store since 1972, across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome back to Hits or Stoves, Fireplaces, and Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. Randy <clears throat> Futch here along with Michael Sprunger and... Michael, you're going to cruise through your week in preview here, but before you do that, we give our first shout-out shout out to all of our sponsors, Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center, Craigville Appliances. I love their commercials. C as in cat. Meow. Decatur Hardware and Rental, Graber Insurance, Mind's Eye Graphics, Adams Woodcrest, Adams Memorial Hospital, and our only title sponsor that we've had, Hitzer, Stowe's Fireplaces, and Patio Solutions. Yeah, so Randy, on the Adams Wood, Woodcrest Week in Preview, uh, tonight we have girls golf, Norwell versus Leo in volleyball. We don't have any action on the court tonight. Girls soccer is Norwell versus New Haven, and boys soccer, Norwell headed up to New Haven. And in boys tennis, Norwell at Manchester. Uh, tomorrow's action, September the 10th, girls golf, Southern Wells at Canterbury. Norwell at Bluffton in volleyball. It's South Adams at Bluffton. Norwell at Blackford. And boys tennis. 
It is Norwell at Belmont, South Adams at Randolph Southern, Bluffton at Jay County, and Girl Soccer at South Adams at Randolph Southern and Belmont versus Blackhawk Christian. Saturday, September 12th, in tennis action, it's Adam Central at Con- Concord Invitational, Bluffton at Madison Grant. In girls golf, it's the ACAC meet at Salina. And um, if folks are wondering why or that's odd because they're playing not only on a course none of them play, but they're out of state. Uh, Randy, maybe you want to share that one with us. Yeah, I got a bit of information on that. I asked, why are they playing the conference golf tournament in Salina, Ohio? And the answer I got was good. Uh, number one, they want they want them there. They have a nice course, and secondly, all the coaches in the conference wanted a neutral golf course, and so now each team goes over there and plays a golf match during the regular season to get ready for the conference meet. Yeah, it's kind of unique. Uh, the NE eight meet is at Cross Creek and Decatur. Cross Country, South Adams, Southern Wells, Norwell, and Bluff, and all head to the Wildcat Invitational at Marion. Belmont heads over to Ohio to the Spencerville Invitational. Adam Central, just the girls on that one. Okay, thanks, Coach. The boys are in Salina. The boys are in Salina. Uh, Adam Central at Randolph Southern Invitational in volleyball. South Adams heads to Monroe Central. And in boys soccer, Belmont's at Eastbrook. On Monday, September 14th, girls soccer, South Adams at Huntington North, Norwell at East Noble, Belmont versus Leo. And boys soccer action is Norwell hosting East Noble. And volleyball, Norwell hosting Eastbrook, Belmont at Adams Central, and that's going to be on WZBD. So tune in on Tuesday evening for, or sorry, Monday evening for that live uh, radio broadcast on WZBD. Adams Central is... Uh, hosting Belmont that night. Bluffton at Manchester and Boys Tennis. It's South Adams at Huntington North, Adams Central versus Snyder, Bluffton versus Norwell, and Girls Golf. It is Adams Central heading up to Southside. And Boys Tennis is Norwell versus New Haven, Belmont at DeKalb, Adams Central versus Jay County, Bluffton versus Canterbury, and Cross Country it's South Adams hosting New Haven, Bluffton at Muncie Central, in girls golf at Southern Wells at Jay County. A lot of sports, Randy, and we're not done yet. And volleyball on that Tuesday evening next week is South Adams at Blackhawk, Southern Wells at Heritage, Norwell hosting Marion, Adams Central versus Jay County, Bluffton versus Woodland, and Norwell at Eastbrook and girls soccer. And backing up to this Friday night, September 11th, in Adams County, I said it, I said it, did it last year, I did it again this year, Allen County Athletic conference competition it is adam central hosting jay county south adams heading up to heritage and bluffton hosting woodland and the nea we have huntington north heading over to columbia city leo at new haven norwell heading to belmont and that's going to be your wzbd game of the week starting at 6 40 with rex and david nathan and uh, so tune into that Friday evening, 6.40 start time on the broadcast, and game will kick off at 7. East Noble is hosting Penn. And in the SAC, Carroll at Northrop, Bishop DeWinger at Homestead, Bishop Lures at Concordia, Snyder at Southside, and Wayne at Northside. And that is your Adams Woodcrest Weekend Preview, Randy. And I would love to be going to that East Noble Penn game. Wouldn't that be a fun one? Yeah. Bringing in well, the big boys. East Noble last week played, uh, oh, they played somebody big. They played, no, it might have been two weeks ago. They played Warsaw. But uh, Penn's a little bigger than Warsaw. Penn's one of the bigger schools up in the northern part of the state there. Up there in the north part where my wife's from, they call it the University of Penn. Uh, probably makes sense. And if you drive by their facilities, they just keep going and going, going and going. going. Yeah, large yeah. stuff, huh? So we'll see how good East Noble is because uh, they're 4A and Penn's, Penn's 6A. Right. So we'll take another round of commercials, and then we'll be back with our Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision special guest, Randy Heisner, boys coach of the Belmont Cross Country Team. Need a new barbecue grill? Visit Hitzer, 269 East Main Street in Burn for a complete line of grills and smokers. Hitzer features a Saver infrared gas grill with no flare-ups. 
or looking to grill, smoke, or bake, the most versatile smoker in the United States is the Big Green Egg. Or check out our complete line of pellet grill smokers. Hitzer also features the Elite Ice Chest Pelican Cooler, which keeps ice for up to 10 days. Hitzer, your barbecue experts located in Bern. As a local auto owner's independent agency, we are dedicated to assisting you in your time of need. We live and work right in your community, and we're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fortunately, emergencies don't happen every day, but when they do, we're here to personally see you through for life, home, car, and business insurance. Call us, your local independent auto owner's agent, today. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graeber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur. Our dedicated professional staff can move your sorta idea into print reality. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 West Commerce Drive, Decatur. And I know how sometimes you know what your screen printing should look like, but well, how do you get that image on a shirt or a blanket or a towel? Here at Mind's Eye Graphics, we make your idea real. Stop and talk to one of our staff because if you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. It's a new patient center appointment scheduling service from Adams Medical Group Providers with one convenient toll-free call to 1-833-724-DOCS. You can make same-day, next-day, or telemedicine appointments with your doctor or available health professional. One number reaches all the health providers in the Adams Health Network. One convenient central number for appointments and quick care. 1-833-724-DOCS. Another groundbreaking service from Adams Memorial Hospital. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's Fireplaces and Patio Solutions. Randy Fudge along with Michael Sprunger, and we're just having some fun, aren't we, tonight, Randy? We're having some fun, and if you don't know Michael, I said to him earlier, I said, what does your dad do now that he's retired? And your response was very quick. Oh, you're absolutely right. He's mayor. Don't you know that he's Mayor Byrne? Yeah. Well, he's a busy guy. Busy guy. And you know what? The grandkids know, too. They notice that they don't get the time they should get? No, they know that he's mayor. Oh, okay. One of the other neighbors said to my oldest the other day that they should, she should give Grandpa a hard time, and she said, no, he's the mayor. Oh, that's good. See? That's good. Yeah. Teach him young. Well, we're with uh, Randy Heisner here, coach of the Belmont Boys Cross Country Team, so we're going to pass the mic over to you, Randy. Okay. Great. Thanks. And I get Michael's mic to start it off. So, Coach, we had you on the show last year, and you had a bunch of boys with you, and unfortunately, that's not the case right now because we're not right. letting students in. Yeah, one of the many adjustments we've made, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be nice if uh, we were able to have the guys on the show with you, but uh, you'll have to represent all of them. I'll do my best. So we're going to see what kind of memory you have as a uh -oh. coach. okay. First of all, how long have you been coaching Belmont's cross-country team? This is my 36th year. 36 years. Yeah. Are you even 36 years old, Michael? <laughs> Will be next month. <laughs> been coaching longer than Michael's been alive. Wow, making me feel I, old. I'm sitting at my ha my house this afternoon, and I'm semi-retired, if you don't know. And so uh, so well, well, you are yeah, too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, Randy, so I love what it. You do all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I write articles for the for the paper, but uh, I'm sitting at my house and I'm watching an old Indiana basketball game from 1983. Okay. And I'm I'm telling Michael, I said, Yeah, Uve Blob is playing. Uve, yeah. You remember Uve? I sure do. Yeah. And Michael goes. Who in the world is Uwe Blob? <laughs> you know the German import. German import. Yeah. yeah, seven foot two. That would have been really tall for the day. So you've been coaching thirty six years. So here's where your memory comes in. Okay. Name for me at least three runners from your very first team. Oh, that's easy. Oh, um, Jerry Howler, who eventually became All State. Uh, Brian Alverson, um, whom I still stay in contact with. Um, Tony Worth was another member of that class. Neil Ellinger was a really talented runner uh, who was a sophomore in that first year I coached. And um, I can go on Zach Blum. You have to come up with a harder question for him, yeah, Randy. Yeah, come on. Challenge me. Oh, well. Um, who was your captain? My captains that year were uh, Mo Bunnell. Mo Bunnell was my senior, might have been my only senior that year. And uh, so he was a senior captain, yeah, from Preble, Indiana. The big town of Preble. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go a little little more futuristic here. Tell us who your guys are on your team this year. Well, you want me to name all 17? 
Se- you have, se- you have <laughs> seventeen <laughs> runners. <laughs> who are who are your like your top uh, your top six scores? Okay, my top six guys. Um, top, my top three, my kind of gang of three, I call them because they're they're really running great. And I don't know from one meet to the next which one of them is going to be number one and which is number two and which is number three. Like but uh, uh, Dion Geis is a junior, and he was our top guy Saturday at Marion. And then uh, Jordan Garlinger and Isaac Filling are two seniors who are right in that top three. And then our uh, fourth man Saturday was uh, Dominic or Dobie Litchfield, who's also a wrestler and a baseball player, so he's a well-rounded athlete. And our fifth guy is Brett Johnson, who is uh, also a junior. Dobie and, Dobie and Brett are juniors. Uh, sixth man so far has been uh, Henry Kukulhan, a sophomore who's made uh, really significant progress since last year. And seventh man sometimes is Cody Loshi. He's a soccer player as well, and I haven't. He's only the second person I've ever had do two sports during our season. And did so they have to? They have to ask you if they were able to do that. Uh, they did have to ask me. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that that concept because I, I kind of think of my team as a family and. It's kind of weird when you know somebody in your family isn't at the dinner table, <laughs> kind of, so to speak, and so uh, it's you know it's kind of hard that he's not there all the time. But he's a great kid. And he works very hard, and of course soccer also involves a lot of running. So he's in pretty good shape, and he's been seventh man on the times that he's been able to compete with us. And uh, yeah, that's generally our top seven. Our eighth man Saturday was was uh, an upcoming sophomore, Elijah Obringer, who has made uh, really impressive progress since last year. And uh, someone that you know, I can see is counting heavily on next year. So, how many freshmen do you have? For the first time in 36 years, I have zero freshmen. Zero. Yeah. Okay. I had to bring well, that up and ruin my day, didn't you? Cause I, I try not to think about that because I don't like to have a zero in any class. Last year we had uh, biggest school, biggest team in school history. We had seven in each class. Seven, 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 seven. So were you expecting guys. when the season started that you wouldn't have any freshmen? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, because. There, there were only two eighth graders last year in the middle school team, and, they, and I knew they were both soccer players and wouldn't be coming my direction. And then in the spring, with school not being in person, I didn't have an opportunity to go over to the middle school and do the usual recruiting pitch. So I was kind of anticipating that I wouldn't have any, and uh, that came true. So I'm hoping to pick some up. Maybe some kids will come out for track that – as freshmen that uh, you know show some potential or at least some interest, and we'll try to get them so we don't have a, a zero in that class next year. What, but, uh, what's the junior high program look like now? Um, it's been kind of in a transition period. We've had uh, our Josh Porter is our new coach this year at the middle school, and he's the fifth coach in five years, so we haven't had a lot of continuity there. And uh, but they but they have I think they have a pretty decent squad. Of course, they got a late start because Belmont had that had that second shutdown and. Um, Unlike my team, where you know we had started practice, and I was able to coach them online then, but the middle school, of course, hadn't started yet, so they just started practice recently. And uh, but I think they have a pretty decent squad. They have have a, a few promising uh, eighth graders. So, so yeah, I really need a good freshman class next year, and I think I'm going to get it. Obviously, your team this year is uh, very talented, right? And you've won three three invitationals in the last three Saturdays. Right. So you're going to go for a four-peat this week. Yeah, right. Uh, actually, two Saturdays. The other meet was a Tuesday night, the Bi-County at Sutherland. So we had two Saturdays and a Tuesday. It's, but on, anyway. it's unusual to see a meet during the week. It is, yeah. Unlike the old days, I, you know, you know, I ran cross-country in uh, high school back in the 70s. And a typical week for us was a dual meet on Tuesday, dual meet on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then a big invitation on Saturday. So that was not unusual to have three meets in a week. I'm not sure when we trained. <laughs> back, we did back, train. Back in the 70s. Right, yeah. I, I don't think Michael knows what the 70s were. <laughs> well, well I know that it started in 1970 and ended in 1979. So, <laughs> And there was really good music back then. And some of my <laughs> parents were graduated high school and got married in the 70s. Um, sister was born in the late 70s. So I was born in 84, so yeah, it's a little before my time. So you know a little bit about the 70s. Well, I know more than that. Not like Randy and I. Right. So what year did you actually graduate from high school? 76 from Heritage. 76 from Northside. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, boy. That was uh, my last high school basketball game was against Northside in the sectional. Okay. Well, we were pretty good. You were pretty good. Regional champs that year. Yeah, We, we always seem to draw <laughs> the regional we, champs. We lost in 75 and 76. In the championship game of semi-state against Marion, they had this no disgrace there. <laughs> they had this kid named Dave Colescott that went to North Carolina. Right. So yeah. anyway, so all right, same year graduated. So 
how would you compare cross country in 1976 to cross country in 2020? Wow, that's a great question. First of all, the distance has changed. We ran two and a half miles, which maybe partially explains why we ran more meets. It's a little, little easier to recover from a two and a half mile race. Um, but yeah, the dual meet thing was was interesting. That you know we just raced so much more often, um, and now most teams race once a week. Um, I think there was a bigger emphasis as far as training is concerned. There was a bigger emphasis on a lot of mileage back then. And, you know, there were teams, this is going to sound crazy, but I know Hammond High School, you might remember the name Rudy Chapa and Kerry oh, yeah. Pinkowski, who were kind of co-state champs my senior year. Um, I know that was my junior year. They were co-state champs, and Rudy was the uh, individual champion uh, my senior year. But those guys ran like 100 miles a week. Did and you now, did you if, run 100 miles a week? Oh no, no. <laughs> I probably ran, probably ran 60 ish, I would say, because Heritage uh, when I was there had a pretty high powered program, and we ran a lot of miles. Um, I think the emphasis now is a little uh, on less mileage and more quality. I mean, there's just there's a lot more scientific information available, and I think that more focus on quality, I think, than quantity. Yeah, 100 miles seems like a lot when you take into account everything else that's going on in your week. Right, with, yeah. With <laughs> yeah, actually they didn't have to go to school. Right, with actually <laughs> having to go to class. I know uh, Clint Anderson, the South Adams coach, has had some kids when I was in high school that would do like a 100-mile week, and that was kind of a big deal. And it would just be yeah. in a summer training program like that right. they wanted yeah, to, to do. Yeah, you did it. You did yeah, it. to yeah. say yeah, you did it. 100-mile week, yeah. Yeah, and now like – but like back then, those guys were week in, week out – and like yeah. you say, there's a lot more science to it. And like, hey, maybe running 100 miles isn't the best yeah, for the yeah, long term. Yeah. Plus, I just think there's probably something to the fact that kids just aren't on their feet as much as they used to be when they're when they're growing up. Yeah, we didn't but, have video games. Right, exactly. And, you know, I'm not going to take the moral high ground here and say, like, I wouldn't have played them if we had them. If we had them, I would have played them, so would you, right? Uh, but we didn't have them, so we had to go outside and be on our feet and run around a lot. And so I think kids back then probably had – um, you know, thicker bones and tougher tendons and could probably handle a little bit higher. And we didn't get concussions either. That's right. <laughs> I don't know that concussions had been invented yet, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those are some of the differences. Yeah, the dual meets, the, the training has changed. Um, but you know what? A lot of things have stayed the same. Like it still takes a lot of mental toughness. It takes a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of dedication. And fortunately, I have a lot of kids uh, who fit that bill. Um, I was so proud of them during the the first shutdown, you know, in the spring. Their track season was canceled, and most of my main guys, like, they didn't miss a beat. They just started training for cross country. You know, it gave, it gave them some guidance on what they should do on a weekly basis. And how and many seniors did you lose from last year's team? Seven. Yeah, four four of the top seven. And, you know, we were regional champs last year, first time in school history, and yeah. so that was an outstanding team. But, but we had a really great JV team last year. They won the conference pretty easily. And, uh, you know, some of those guys just stepped up and, and – uh, we're we're very good again. I'm very very grateful. And that's the thing you don't hear of a lot today. JV. I mean, you had right. a full JV squad. Yeah. And you look around the area, and you don't see many JV teams. No, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, now, if you go to a big meet and Carmel's there, they're going to show up with like four buses. Well, of they course. might have a hundred kids. You know, of course, it's a school of what. 5,000 or something like that. I mean, it's crazy. So, and of course, a great tradition cross country. So they, so they show up with many JV teams um, in a normal year, not this year. Like Marion limited us to 12 runners, so you couldn't bring all those kids. But Someone told me the other day, Randy, that in a high school football game somewhere around northeast Indiana, that the home team dressed 83 players. Wow. 83 players. I think Carmel used to do that back in the day. Yeah. Well, this was somewhere within our two-hour radius. But you don't know who it was? I'll, th You know, my mind works a little slower, so I'll, I'll think of it here yeah, in a minute. Because you graduated in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I was going to say about the 70s, though, and then we're going to have to take another round of commercial breaks, is something that didn't distract me. We didn't have, we didn't have ESPN. We didn't have cable television. Right, yeah. You know, and so I remember graduating from college, moving to Michigan, young married guy coming back to my mom and dad's place and my dad had espn i said what is espn <laughs> and so he's explaining it all to me and i said oh i gotta get that right you know but 
I would have been watching that all the time. And yeah, yeah, me too. Baseball tonight. When I, when I coached baseball, I used to tell kids like, "Watch baseball tonight. It's a hitting clinic every single night. You, yeah. They're going to show you the best swings in baseball." So. And we only had the game of the week. The game of the week, Kurt Gowdy. And so we were <laughs> Tony Kubek. And Tony Kubek, that's right. <laughs> so we're uh, we're rushing in on Saturday afternoon. Didn't matter what we were doing because it was the game of the week. Right. Yep. So, hey. We're going to come back with uh, Randy here, and we'll talk to him a little bit longer. But uh, we're going to take another round of commercials here on the Hitzer Stoves, Fireplaces, and Patio Solutions Sports Weekly. I've got a public service announcement. We're here at Craigville Appliance. Freezers are on national back order, but your friends over at Craigville Appliance, they thought ahead. We ordered these things back in April. Coming to Craigville Appliance, our shipments are coming in daily. We've got 5 cubic foot, 7 cubic foot, 9 cubic foot, 10 cubic foot chest freezers. On the upright frost-free freezers, we have 14 and 16 cubic foot. Folks, get in here because people are coming from a long way to get their freezers. Come in or check us out online at cappliance.com. at season cap, appliance.com. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Do you know all of the services available at Decatur Hardware and Rental? We cut keys, ship UPS packages, color match paint, test pool water, cut and thread pipe, cut glass, replace window screens, rent U-Haul trucks and trailers, and fill propane tanks. We're here to help you with your home repair and improvement projects. In our rental department with lawn and garden, paints and stains, hand tools, fasteners, plumbing, and electrical supplies. Your local hardware store since 1972. Located across from Bungie, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Do it best. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome back to the Hitzer Fireplaces and Outdoor Patio Solutions High School Sports Weekly. We're joined uh, here with uh, Randy Heisner, head coach of Belmont Braves Cross Country team and on our Dr. Harshman Adams County Vision Center special guest segment. Uh, Coach, uh, we've seen that you've been heading over across state lines to Ohio a few times this year. You had head over there uh, this Saturday. Just was wondering if there's any rule uh, with the IHSA of how many times you can compete out of state versus not in state or are you limited to a certain amount of meets throughout the year? Uh, not that I know of on the times you can go out of state. Um, there is a limit on number of meets, but we come nowhere near that, so I can't even tell you what that is. Like, we don't so you could have more meets. We could have more meets, yeah. We could. Okay. Yeah. But we could find, if we could find people who actually want to race during the week. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, Everyone's to the Saturday cross-country thing now, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It just, it just makes training a lot more high quality because, you know, you don't have to spend a day recovering from a meet and, you know, maybe a day taking it easy to prepare for the meet. You know, you can, right. you can get, get a lot more quality training during the week. Because if you had a meet on Monday, Tuesday is going to be a little lighter. Right. And then Wednesday you pick back up, maybe Thursday, or if you have a meet Thursday, then re- Friday you're resting. Yeah, yeah. And or I, I remember when I was in high school, because we had so many meets, like you had to train sometimes. So right. you know, if, if the Tuesday meet was against a team that wasn't all that strong, like we might do a really hard workout on Monday and then just do the best we could on right. Tuesday on tired legs. And so we did a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> and how productive was that? Um it seemed to work out okay. Yeah. Again, t- times are different. I mean, I tell kids now, unlike a lot of old people, like I say, like, yeah, I had a lot easier as a teenager than you do. Like, we didn't have AP and dual credit classes, and and um, I think school is just a lot more demanding now. And so, you know, kids probably spend more time sure. doing homework than I did. And yeah. so we probably got a lot more rest. And, of course, we didn't have the distractions of social media and so on. Right. So, Cell um, phones. So I think we were able to, to, to handle that. Your, kind of training your biggest bit. problem was waiting to get on the party line, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite. Then, no, no, we did. Yeah, okay. I remember that growing up. Yeah. There he was sitting by the phone waiting to call the girl. 
<laughs> and hoping the neighbor wouldn't listen in. Right. Because you would see him on the bus the next morning. <laughs> no, yeah, so it's rather interesting how those things have changed. And I would agree. I think school is in some ways more demanding. I think like even just with my daughter who's in first grade, what she was expected to know when she started kindergarten or like what you start out like. Yeah. And then what I learned in kindergarten, you know, like my daughter was expected to know the ABCs and we learned them in kindergarten yeah. Yeah. you know and just stuff like that and so everything you didn't had been invented yeah I guess. did they have kindergarten randy yeah i hated it half day or full day half day me too yeah you didn't like it huh ask me why I hated well i was gonna get there why'd you dislike kindergarten well the big reason was that they did finger painting and we had to put our hands in the for finger painting for finger painting to paint and get all messy and my mom spent a lot of time saying to us, my brother and I, now don't get dirty and don't get messy. Uh, what are we doing? She really struggled with your conscience. <laughs> I mean, of getting dirty at school. I didn't. I didn't want to. I did not want to paint because you didn't want to disappoint mom. Right. All right. Well, that's good. You had solid principles back then, even disciplined guy. Yeah, hey, back to Ohio. Yeah, we we go to actually go to Salina twice this year. Uh, usually we go to. Tiffin, which has like the biggest or second biggest meet in the country. It's just okay. awesome. We have a great time. Last year we had 50 teams in our meet. Wow. In our, ra- in our varsity in our race. Yeah, like 350 kids in a line. And, and Was there other races that day? Oh, yeah. They race, They fire the gun every 25 minutes from like 8.30 in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. Jeez. It's amazing. And, and it's like clockwork. And yeah. so we've been going there since 06, and we almost won it last year. We were one point out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we beat several Ohio Division II state-ranked teams. And so we sure. had a great day. And we were looking forward to going back this year, maybe getting the title. But because it's such a massive meet, they called right. it off. And uh, so that's why, fortunately, the the uh, Salina coach put together a meet for people like us. Oh, that nice. Missing out on other meets. So um, that's why we're going back to Salina. So you face week. similar teams that you did the uh, other week that you were in Salina? Uh, a couple of them are the same, uh, but uh, Defiance is going to be there. And Defiance is ranked 11th in Ohio in Division Two, so they were not at the first meet. So I anticipate um, a pretty good race with them. Yeah, and would you say Division Two is comparable to that's what we would Belmont be. If, size? Yeah, if we were if we in were in Ohio, we'd be in Division Two. So we. We always like going over to Tiffin and seeing like how we would stack up against their state ranked teams and yeah yeah we beat several teams last year that that finished in the top ten in uh, the Ohio State meet so is there any different rules in Ohio versus Indiana? No, about the only thing they do differently is before the race, the starter calls all the kids out into kind of a huddle and kind of goes over. Okay. what to expect and some of the sportsmanship rules stuff like that it's kind of cool yeah. uh, kind of interferes with warm up a little bit if, if the guy's long winded <laughs> you know you, you, you're all warmed up and ready to go and, and then they talk to you for a while but, uh, but it's kind of cool they get the kids together of course yeah. this year they're not doing that and they, ta- <laughs> and they take your shirts and they put a big O on them <laughs> well they, they actually they, everybody in Ohio has a number on their back it's assigned to them before the season and so whenever we go to Ohio, I always go up to the meet director and say, hey, listen, we don't have those numbers. You know that, right? Like, you're not going to disqualify us <laughs> because we don't have those numbers. I mean, you also have numbers that they give you at the meet for the computer scoring. But um, So but they yeah. have a number that they wear for every race. Right. Yeah, they have a number on the back of their uniform. Wow. Right. And what, how big is the biggest number? Is it, I mean, oh, they're over 1,000. Yeah. Yeah. So how many how many conference teams in your conference and how many local teams will be at the meet on Saturday? Nobody. It's just us. I think we're the only Indiana team in the meet Saturday. Um, two weeks ago, we went to Salina. New Haven was there and Jay County. Adams Central sometimes goes there. It's a little tricky because – Did South Adams not go to that? Oh, yes, they were there. They weren't in our race, but they were there. That's right. Um, it's a little tricky because the Ohio athletic calendar flips over at a different year than ours does. So that's why last year, for example, we went to the Wildcat Invitational at Marion, which is a week later than the Marion Invitational, because it interfered with Tiffin. So, and then obviously you'd like to get Tiffin back on the schedule for right. Year. Yeah, we yeah we'll yeah we'll adjust the Indiana meets to, in order in order to go to Tiffin. <laughs> and you you can tell us on the air that the COVID nineteen will be over by then. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what I tell the kids like uh, every day. Just be thankful that we're here together. We're working um, because you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen the next the next day. Um, you know, when we ran at Salina last time, New Haven was our main competition, but they were missing our number two kid because he was quarantined. Right. 
No, and absolutely. Yeah, like you take one of your top five out, like that can make a big difference. Well, yeah, and I think it's a great thing to mention to your kids on a daily basis is is to have that attitude of gratefulness to be able to compete. Right. Because just like an injury, I mean, it's right. not it, you know it's a sickness or an illness or a kid can test positive but not really have symptoms, right? But because of this situation, they're not going to be able to compete, even though they could physically probably do it and right. beat all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> on our bicycles. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's just a way that you know we should all liberalize anyway, right? Just be right. thankful for every day and right. be grateful for little things. But I think this whole uh, pandemic, if there's a silver lining to that cloud, um, it's intensified that feeling. And, uh, you know, just like one of the great things I love about my team is like, they have fun. That's one of our core values. Like yeah. have fun, you know? Um, but one of our other core values is work hard to get better. <laughs> and they know the difference. Like it's, it's really cool to arrive at practice and the kids, you know, just gotten out of school and they're having fun. They're joking and laughing. And, and then, you know, I, I'll get there and talk <laughs> about the workout a little bit. And then when it's time to step up the line and do the workout, like this complete transition, well, all great. my best teams have been like that. And these guys are definitely like that. And this is, it's just fun to sit back and watch that right? You know, to see young people who understand that, that line between having fun now and now, and now it's time to do the work and then right. that's over. We can have some more fun again. Right. And that's such a huge thing. I think just in what you're teaching them in life, you know, that, you know, when they get out of high school right? and if they go into college or not, and even if they do, like there's a time to have fun and there's right. a time when it's time to get down to work. Right. So you can have fun later. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, and it's even like, better if they understand like doing the work and taking satisfaction in it. Like that's another kind of fun. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, your attitude towards something is a lot more positive as well. Yep, right. Instead of um, having a group that's kind of disappointed to see you show up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, man, I was hoping you weren't going to come yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy, where do you rank your team as far as conference and sectional and even regional possibilities? Well, as I said, because of the the pandemic, like you don't know from day to day, but assuming like I don't have a key guy quarantined <laughs> on the day right. of the sectional or the day of the conference, I would say that we're pretty solid favorites for the sectional title. Uh, we won four in a row, and I and I think as I said, we're probably the heavy favorite. Uh, it would be easier to win the sectional, not easier. You have a higher yeah, yeah. higher ranking in the sectional than you would in the conference. Yeah, conference is uh, the field is probably uh, overall a lot, a lot tougher than the sectional. Uh, now New Haven's in both, and they're a formidable team and probably our main challenger in the sectional. Um, but in the conference, we also have Huntington North and Columbia City, and they're very strong teams. Um, I like our chances. I think, again, if we're healthy and able to compete with our, our main guys, like uh, I, I think we would probably be slight favorites. But, but Huntington North and Columbia City, definitely very good. You know, Columbia City is defending champs. They beat us by a point last year. Um, but, but, yeah, I like our chances. And then the regional, we won the regional actually pretty easily last year. But uh, Oak Hill was third, and they have virtually everybody back, and they're running really well right now. They didn't run Saturday against us at Marion. They ran uh, at Columbus, Indiana, but their times were very impressive. So um, so they'll be there. Huntington, again, will be there. And Wabash is uh, generally a pretty good team. So, But, again, I like our chances. I, I wouldn't trade my team for anybody else in regional. That's so for you, sure. don't, you don't get uh, the big schools from Fort Wayne in regional? No, not in our regional, no. Um, yeah, that's a change from many years ago. We used to host the regional, actually. And when we hosted, the top teams from the Fort Wayne sectional came down. So, yeah, Northrop and They Homestead. were good every year. Yeah, Northrop Homestead used to come down. And it was a real challenge to get through now that Carol. to qualify. Right, and Carol, yeah. So, um, very difficult. <laughs> funny, funny story on the air here about Carol Cross Country. Okay. And Bob Adams, if you're listening, this is for you. Bob is a real good friend of mine, and yeah. so his wife and his he and his wife took my wife and I out on Labor Day for lunch for my birthday. So we went up to Fort Wayne, and I said to him, "How is Merrick doing in cross country?" This is their youngest grandson who's okay. run for Carroll for three years. Okay, and they said he's not running, and I said, "What? He got a job at the zoo, and he loves it." Oh my. So and he trained. He trained all summer long. Oh boy! Did everything that that the coaches wanted. Was ready for his senior year of cross country <laughs> and just poof. I'm working at the zoo. Yeah, I've had that happen to me a few times, and I always try to tell kids like, you get the rest of your life to work, and but sometimes kids have to do it for yeah. financial reasons, whatever. And so I, you know, I try. Well, I, that's I try not, not the to case be, here. <laughs> try not to be too hard on them, but um, 
but yeah, so you, yeah, you got the rest of your life to work and you know, I think 20 years from now, you might not look back on this as that great of a decision. Yeah, I was looking forward to going and watching him run sometime this year. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to transition into our Graber Insurance prognosticating, and we'll see how good you are with football games. <laughs> you know anything okay. about football? Uh, zero. Zero? Nothing. nothing. I, I kind of get tunnel vision during cross country. Well, we'll, start like, with, we'll start with a baseball question. Okay. Will the Cubs win the National League Central? I'm going to say no. Just and I haven't even followed. It's weird. They started so late, and you know, I'm a Red Sox fan. I usually follow Major League Baseball at least a little bit, and this year I just haven't followed it much. I have followed enough to know the Red Sox are really bad this year. They're struggling. They're really bad. The Red bad. Sox are struggling. And well, uh, Michael's yeah. a Yankees fan. Oh boy, the, or the Evil Empire, as we call it in our house. Yeah, and what place are they in these days? I'm not sure off the top of my head. I would be somewhat like Randy, and even though the Yankees, I mean, are really, I mean, they're supposed to have a great season. I mean, I didn't think they're at least in second place in the NL East, but I haven't followed it as closely. And part of that you could say is the late start. I don't know. There's just not as much interest, maybe. And I mean, I think that goes for myself. And I mean, even with other sports going on right now, I just haven't watched as much. Um, uh, you know, so, but. Uh, but I mean, hey, twenty-seven time world champion, so I'll rest <laughs> all on that. Okay. How's he had to rub it in, didn't he? Okay, Joe DiMaggio. But you know what? I, I as a young person, I thought maybe I would never ever see the Red Sox win a world title, and I've seen them win four. So like anything else is gravy. So I, I don't get too upset. They have bad seasons. Like, you know, well, I'm a Cubs fan. We only have one. That's right. Yeah. Recent recent day, but uh, that's only because we sent you our general manager. Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees gave you a pitcher. Closing pitcher. Oh, yeah, he blew it, though. And Chapman. Chapman went for the end of the year, then came back to the Yankees. Yeah, he blew it in game seven, though, against the Indians. Did they win? We won, but not because of Chapman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, enough baseball. Let's, let's pick some football games. Starting with your school, Belmont playing their first home game, hosting okay. the Orwell Knights. Oh, boy. Um, so, the new head coach at – at uh, Belmont, uh, played baseball for me when I coached high school baseball at Belmont, and uh, Nick Hall, so I wish him luck. Um, I know they had a tough time with Columbus City, but, you know, again, we had that shutdown thing, and as difficult as that was for cross country, yeah. it had to be even more difficult for for teams that actually have plays and well, stuff. Well, nothing, <laughs> nothing against the Eric Davis, but I think Belmont's got the right guy. Yeah. I think Nick Hall's the right choice, and I think he'll – He'll get that program going in the right direction. He's a good guy. He's got a lot of enthusiasm. So, um, yeah, so uh, they're probably underdogs to Norwell, I'm guessing. But um, You don't need to pick that game if you don't want to. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Belmont. I'm going to say, like, they gained a lot of knowledge maybe from the first game. I mean, it had to be tough going out there first time against teams yeah. that were in their, what, third game? Yes. Probably. Third game, yeah. 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 So um, I'm going to pick him in an upset. It's at, it's at home, right? So, it's at home. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, – one of the things about the Belmont football team that I've been following is he's got like 15 or 20 guys that have come out just since he was named head coach. Mm-hmm. So they went from 20 guys to 40 guys. So that tells me something. Right. Tells me something. Maybe maybe not something about the other person, but something positive about Nick Hall. Right. Now, is, is he a teacher? I think he teaches at the access school. Okay. okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm I gonna retired from teaching two years ago, so I kind of lost track of the staff. But I'm pretty sure he works at the access. I, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna pick Norwell. I'm gonna go with Norwell as well, and I think, as uh, Coach Eisner was saying, I mean, what a struggle it would be when you have those weeks off, and like you said, you have plays to run, but also with a new head coach, and right. not having that time together. Right. Um, and it's harder to do, you know, uh, group things. You know, right? Because you're not. We weren't able to practice. Is that correct, Coach? Right, yeah, right. During that yeah. time, when yeah, you guys yeah. I were coached online, and again, my kids in the second shutdown again displayed uh, displayed tremendous dedication. They did the workouts that I sent them, um, and, and again, they're familiar with me and sure. what the workouts sure, sure. are like, and so so it went very well. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to be coaching baseball or basketball right. you that can't, way. You <laughs> can't put difficult. in an offense, right? Or run, go over plays for the week, and that's also our. Um, the Norwell at Belmont's our WZBD game of the week on air at 6:40 Friday night. Uh, okay, coach. Next up is Huntington North at Columbia City, and a Huntington North team that only got beat by what was it seven points by uh, East, Noble. East Noble. So, 
I'm going to pick Columbia City. Okay. For no go good reason. I'm going to go with <laughs> the Eagles. What's your good reason? No, I said for no good reason. For no good I reason. I had no good reason. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to step out there for the burn connection here, and I'm going to pick Huntington North because they're one of their coordinators at Huntington North is uh, one of our former burn guys, Mark Flickinger, who's got oh, I know a Mark. whole bunch of state championship rings from when he coached at Sheridan underneath Bud Wright, who's still coaching in like his 60th year. <laughs> but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Huntington North in the upset. I didn't know Mark was there. He is there. How about Leo at New Haven? Um, I'm going to go with New Haven. So am I. Um, you know, for one week, we might be in agreement with all three of us, and I'll go with New Haven. So if all three of us pick New Haven, Leo's going to win? Probably so. Yeah. Okay, and one more in the conference there. This is the one I'd like to go watch if I could. East Noble versus Penn. Oh, my. I know East Noble's good. I do know that. But I also know Penn, as you were saying earlier, is nicknamed Penn University. It's so big. Quick umpiring story. So a few years ago, I was umpiring a summer game, like 18U travel or whatever, and this kid was like an outstanding catcher. And he's like 6'2", athletic build, and just really good. And that spring, I I uh, umpired several college games. And, and uh, this kid, I thought, like, he's as good as any college, small college catcher that I worked behind in the spring. And I said, where do you, where do you play in high school? And he says, well, I go to Penn, but I got cut. <laughs> He got cut. <laughs> he got cut. And I think, it, it, as he explained to me later, like he was also a swimmer, and I think like he missed their winter workouts in baseball or whatever, and they don't have to, they don't have to deal with that. There. And could he yeah, hit they, the ball too? Yeah, yeah. He was a, just a really good player. In fact, he was going to play at a small college the next fall. But, yeah, couldn't make his high school team. Wow. Let's pick one more here. Oh, sorry, East Noble. I'm, I'm taking Penn also. Yeah, I'll yeah. Take, so I'm taking I'll Penn take for Penn, sure. And I would say what's interesting, like at Penn and those schools and Carmel and – probably even some homestead stuff is you know most of the time you might have some two sport athletes or but i mean most of the time they're not going to be the main a- i mean the main the standout in more than one sport right because there's just so many pick one more game in the sac bishop dwinger at homestead wow um two schools of good tradition i know that i don't know much about football but i know that uh, but, again, Homestead is such a big school. They, yeah, I'm going to go with Homestead. Okay, well, I'm going to go Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Dwinger. Yeah, I'll definitely take Dwinger. I think they're the team to beat in the SAC this year. I think they're the team to beat in the SAC every year. Except, what about Carroll scoring 76 points? Come on. They're 3-0, and and they're looking pretty good. Yeah. And what, might be a hard choice the week they play. And when we were in school, Randy, Carroll was about the same size as Heritage. Exactly, yeah. They were in the ACAC. Yeah. And, we and so was Homestead. Yeah. Until my senior year. My senior year, they moved out. Do you remember the days, do you remember the days of the NEIAC? Sure do. Yeah, when I s- started coaching here in 85, we were I still – I remember by banners on the wall. We were, we were still in that, yeah, because South Adams and – and Angola, we're both and we're both in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, we don't have any Purdue football tonight, right? So we can run a couple minutes over. Okay. A lot of times we have to get off the air to go to <laughs> Purdue football and Purdue basketball. There is no Purdue football this year, Randy. Right uh, we're still holding out <laughs> hope for the Big Ten. <laughs> okay, we're going to move into our uh, Decatur Hardware and Rental. Athlete of the week, or as Michael and I like to do, the team of the week. And uh, Michael, do you have a nomination for for this week? Um, do, 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 do we have any champions this week? I mean, we had one in the room. Was there any others? Not to not to my knowledge. Well, we'll go with the Belmont Braves cross country team. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go with you guys two weeks in a row. Awesome! Wow, we rep- really appreciate it. I think last year we gave you guys a couple times, but uh, Michael and I like to go with championships. Who wins championships? Yeah. So uh, cross country has one. Uh, you know, I mean, you have more opportunities. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every week. Well, maybe next week we'll have to change that. But uh, the Belmont Braves cross country team is our team of the week. 
our Decatur Hardware and Rental Team of the Week. And now we're going to move into our Craigville Appliance Point After. And, Michael, this is where you usually do the point after, but I'm going to get it started tonight. All right. I am a Major League Baseball fan, and I think you are too. Yes, I am. And uh, I've been disappointed by some of the responses. I, I will not watch the other national sports because of things that they do, but uh, I'm going to venture into the football world for a second. Aaron McClure is probably getting ready to text me here. Aaron's already at church. I'm looking forward to what the Dallas Cowboys are. They're going to pull some elaborate thing to protest the national anthem. And I just want to say, boys, grow up. You know, grow up. Uh, you can you can do your protests for a lot of things, but when it comes to doing something negative about the national anthem, I'm I'm just that irritates me. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I've, I actually, I feel like the fact that they're taking a knee, but they're still facing the flag. Like I think they're trying to show respect that way, and yet bring out into the open that we can do better as a country. And it's certainly better than a violent protest, you know. And I remember, uh, gosh, I must have been 10 or 11 years old in 68 during the Olympics, you know, with the Black Power salute. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in an all-white community, generally have exposure to multiracial issues and so on. But that got my attention because I was a big sports fan I, and I loved watching track and field. And it got my attention and, you know, I was stunned at first. But then that made me, even as a young person, like think about, well, what's going on? Like why would, why would this – the sprinter that I admire like why would he why would he do something like that and you know then you know when I investigated a little bit and read about you know the fact that you know a guy could maybe go over and fight in World War II and then come home and not be able to use a certain drinking fountain or was restroom that Edwin, and, Edwin Moses uh no that was uh John Carlos and Tommy Smith you know or or uh you know um to go back to um to uh the 36 Olympics and um, his name is Jesse Kate. Owens. Jesse, thank you. Jesse Owens wins four gold medals and has to come, come home and basically lower himself to, like, he actually raced racehorses uh, to make a little bit of money, you know, instead of coming home like a white athlete would have and gotten endorsements and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I tend to take the athletes at the word that they're not disrespecting the military or the country, that they're instead trying to call attention to how we might be better, just like Tommy Smith and John Carlos did. Well, we'll see what happens yeah. with the Cowboys. Yeah, I didn't, hadn't heard anything about what their plans are or anything. but Jerry Jones had to approve it for his team. Oh, really? Team, and well, it can't be too, anything too outlandish. Well, he's pretty conservative think. about that. But I remember thing. 68 as well right. when the Tigers played the Cardinals in the World Series and all the rioting going on in Detroit. Right. So here we are 52 yeah. years later, and we're still – Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I remember also in, during that same World Series, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Jose Feliciano sang the national anthem, and he kind of put his own spin on it. And, you know, it wasn't, at least in, in my opinion, it wasn't disrespectful in any, in any way at all. He was just a great recording artist, and he put his own spin on it, his own style. And some people were outraged because he, you know, varied from the traditional tune a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't see a problem with it's it. It's extremely but. varied today. It takes – Approximately one minute longer than normal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I always notice that when I'm umpiring a baseball game, like which version they're using. Yeah. Michael, do you have anything to say about that? Um, well, it's kind of a loaded topic, I would say, for sure. Um, I mean, I think it's important to be able to express your viewpoint, and but also at the same time, I think it's important to be respectful and, uh, you know, to um, be grateful for those who have gone before us to fight for the freedoms we have today. And, it, I mean, it is a shame when you look at history and how those people were treated when they came back from fighting just because of their skin color or, you know, something like that. I mean, that's, that's a shame in, on our country. And, um, and, you know, our history isn't the most prettiest thing either. We tend to buy, steal, and cheat our way to get things as a country as a whole. Uh, I remember learning that in high school history class. <laughs> it's kind of oh, how we just saw. No, that was uh, Mr. Mosier is when we talked about that, Michael, and when he taught us South Adams and just how, like, when you really sit down, like, if you just kind of break it down, some of the different things that took place, right? Like, that's kind of what, in some yeah. ways, it is. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, you know. And I like it when people are, you know, tolerant uh, the fact that they have different opinions. Like, um, 
you know, the Spurs, I don't know if you saw what happened with them, but, you know, a lot of their players took a knee at the National Anthem. Uh, their coach, Greg Pop- Popovich, did not, and he just said, like, I have my own reasons, and right. I hope you respect them. And his players did because he's actually spoken out against racism right. many times. So they know he's in, his, in their corner. Right. And so they respected his decision to stand, and he respected their decision to kneel, and everything was cool, you know. And right. that's a true team spirit there. And Absolutely. I, I wish the country as a whole would – have more of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Uh, time for unity in our land. With those things being said, we just want to thank our sponsors again tonight. It's beginning out with Adams Memorial Hospital, Adams Woodcrest, Graber Insurance, Decatur Hardware and Rental, Craigville Appliance, Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision, and Mind's Eye Graphics, along with our lead sponsor, Hitzer Stoves, Fireplaces, and Patio Solutions. So we want to say thank you to our thank you to uh, our guest, Randy Heisner, for being with us tonight. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate the time. Yeah, appreciate you coming up, Randy. And we remember you said last year you'd come up any time. So we have to put you down now once for a uh, you don't you never did a winter sport. We have to wait until the spring. Right. We can have you up during baseball. Season. He'd be a, he'd be a good one to come uh, when we if we have some officials again. Yeah. Are you still are you still umpiring? Yes. Although I, d- I haven't yeah I haven't <laughs> blown a call since March twelfth. So. Right. Because <laughs> I yeah really <laughs> yeah because uh, the college season got shut down after my game on March twelfth and uh, and I did blow a game uh, a call that game by the way but um <laughs> that's another story um and then the summer just because of the coronavirus and everything I didn't want to stick my head next to a catcher for two hours in a row and so I didn't do anything any uh, games in the summer for the first time in about 12 years but uh, I plan but I plan to next February when the college season starts again so are you doing strictly college games no I do uh, mainly college games in the spring and then of course the college season ends about May 1st you know unless you're doing postseason so you have a month of high school left so then I'll, I'll do I'll do a handful of high school games in May and then in the summer it's awesome in the summer. You just do whatever. You know, one night you might be doing a 14U house league game, and the next night you might be doing a summer college game or men's game. And, and uh, I, re- you know, I missed that this summer, but uh, I had other things to do. So I've, I've given up my umpiring. Oh, have you? Yes. I'm sorry to hear that because, you know, there's a shortage. I, I do know that. And, uh, honey, if you're listening, it's on the air now. <laughs> it's official. I actually – I tried official. to witnesses. I, I tried to umpire a softball game in July up in Monroe. Yeah. And – with my my kidneys, my legs are not nearly as strong as they used mm. to. I'm looking at your calves, and I'm saying, yeah, I used to have calves like that too, <laughs> but I, I don't now. And I I actually was in the third inning on the bases, and I was just I started to shake, and my legs gave out, and I went down. Oh my! And so she said, you could try it. Well, I tried yeah. it, and that's yeah. it. And until I get a new kidney, my umpiring days oh, are over. Well, good luck with that. So yeah, maybe you can go out and evaluate umpires and help some young guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they'd want me to do that. Oh, I'm sure they would. Ma'am, <laughs> your experience. Well, anyway, thanks for being on the show, and uh, we'll have you back up again. Thanks for having me. We'll have you back up again uh, maybe when we do an official show or during the baseball season. But uh, good luck Saturday over in uh, Ohio. Thank you. Remember, don't speed. Right. Because they're looking for Indiana <laughs> license plates. But thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in tonight, and we'll be back again next week with another segment of Hitzer Stoves, Fireplaces, and Patio Solutions Sports Weekly.